syndication is a great way to go when you don't want to deal with termites, tenants, or toilets. You don't want to be called <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning for a broken water heater. Are you looking to create more money, more options, and more fun? Hi, I'm Chris McCarran, and each week my guests and I will share our experiences with real estate investing and do our best to help empower you to start creating wealth yourself. Welcome to Women Creating Wealth. If you're ready to get started, visit womencreatingwealth.net. For now, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to Women Creating Wealth. Today, we have some fantastic news for you because we're going to introduce you. If you haven't seen any of the podcasts that we've done about syndication, we're going to inter- introduce you to that concept. Rebecca Moore is the co-founder of Starboard Equity. She has syndicated nine multifamily properties in Dallas and Houston, totaling, are you ready, $140 million in assets. And she's the primary asset manager on five of those buildings. She's dedicated to building beautiful communities for residents to live while providing exceptional returns for investors, which is the part we care about. Rebecca, thanks so much for being with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Rebecca, that is a a very impressive portfolio that you have. How did you get started? Oh, great. Yes, I'm just amazed again at what (laughs) I've been able to do. So anybody can do it if I can do it. But how uh, we got started, and when I say we, it's my husband and I, um, he was uh, in the Navy and we started buying homes where he was stationed. He previous to me, and then when we got married, uh, bought some single family homes and rented them out when we left. And when it came time for us to consider his retirement from the Navy, we thought, okay, well, we're not ready necessarily for our big retirement home. So maybe we could buy a fourplex, a sixplex or something like that. But we had no idea how to do it. So we went to a real estate expo where they had some people talking about how to buy apartments. And we went there and learned about apartment syndications. And that's where our journey started. So funny enough, the person that we chose to learn from lived in Dallas. We at the time were stationed in uh, San Diego. And so uh, it became a big commute for me. (laughs) But it could be worse, right? He could have been in Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) Or somewhere else. Yeah, so so it was really great. My husband at the time was uh, in command of a squadron of ships. And most of our military friends will understand that you can't just leave whenever you want to when you're in command. So he says, Rebecca you go and learn about this syndication stuff. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be here supporting you all the way, which he did, which was great. So um, I began going to this investment group, essentially a mentor that I had in Dallas. And we, uh, I would go there, you know, Friday night, stay Sunday till Sunday, fly home Sunday night and go back to my 40 hour a week job. But It was great um, in that I learned the market and I learned about the different classes of multifamily and and how to underwrite a good multifamily deal. 
So uh, it, it took a while, but, and dedication, but it's definitely paid off. Excellent. So you won't be able to teach us that all in the next half hour, I guess. Yeah, no, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> well, let's start with making sure that everybody has a really solid understanding of what the term syndication means, just so that we're all sort of on a level playing field. Yes, that's great because I had no idea what a syndication was either. So essentially a syndication is where we pool all of our money together and put the down payment on an apartment building. A lot of us can potentially do that for a single family home, but not for a big building. And so this allows us regular folks to pool our money again together to put the down payment. And then one person, usually called the general partner, uh, and I shouldn't say one person, sometimes there's more than one, but just a few, are the people who find that building, who get it under contract, and then pool all the people together. The people who pool all together with their money are called the limited partners. So there's a general partner and a limited partner. And so those are the folks who put in their part of the money as well as the GP, but they can sit back, relax and wait for the dividends to come in. So what's the timeline? Are you identifying the property first or are you pooling the investors first or is it all sort of happening at the same time simultaneously? Oh, that's a great question as well. Many times we find, we identify the building, get it under contract, and then we pool together everyone's money. Then we tell all of our friends and investors, let them know, hey, we have got this uh, 100 unit building here in Dallas, Texas, and you're going to get super returns and let them know the parameters. And then they put their money into the kitty. Now, another way that some people are beginning to do is called funds. And so what they do is they get everybody, the investor's money all together first and then identify the building. So it can be done in two ways. But the ways that I have generally done it is by getting the money once I've identified a building. And do you find when you did your first one, so how big of a building was the very first one that you did? 94 doors. Wow. Man, mm -hmm. that is jumping right into the fire. Holy yes, moly. it was. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you find the people who, because at this point you're saying, oh yeah, I've never done this before, but yeah, you should totally give me your money and I'm going to make this thing work, right? How did you, how did that all come about? <laughs> okay. Well, again, that's the power of an investment group. And also the power of showing up, right? As uh, you know, many times people have said 80% of success in life is just showing up. Mm -hmm. So I did. So I would go to Dallas at every event that our group had. And that typically meant every other month or so. And getting to know the other people in the group because these people knew and understood syndication and what it means to buy an apartment building. So I was definitely the tortoise, not the hare. I went slow and I had um, a person who I partnered up with and he was an engineer. I'm a 
PhD psychologist by trade. So we're talking, you know, numbers versus people. <laughs> so big difference. Yeah. Different together, <laughs> together though, he was able to teach me how to do this type of underwriting. And so getting to know those folks again, by showing up, by letting them know I'm reliable, letting them know I'm learning and understanding what needs to be done. And I've partnered with a person who has great experience, allowed me the opportunity to be able to raise those funds, getting people to know, like, and trust me that she's going to be there. She's going to show up. And in my case, even I was in San Diego with my husband and purchasing in Dallas. So I had to let people know, I'm going to be there for you. I'm somebody you can trust. And that's what I did. And how long did the process take from like the first seminar that you attended or the first meeting up until you actually purchased the first multifamily, that 94 mm -hmm. doors? Uh, about two and a half. No. Yeah. About two and a half years from 2014 to 2016. Excellent. So again, I was underwriting, I was looking, and I'm so pleased that, again, my partner, he was like, whatever we do, we have to get you a home run, a good, solid deal. So it will continue with your reputation as a good syndicator. And that's exactly what we did, but I, I had to wait for it. It was definitely delayed gratification. <laughs> again, tortoise rather than the hare, but I feel that we purchased and it ends up in the end we did a very very solid investment and that's only what I look for now I, I don't need to be speeding into a deal just to get a deal this is my money too <laughs> absolutely so did you um was this an I'm just uh, thinking about people people's mindset saying, oh, you know, there's nothing out there, you know, there's nothing to buy. Did you, was this, how did this opportunity come to you as far as seeing the property and stuff? Was it on the general market or did you approach the owner or you, do you know what I'm asking? Like, how did you get these folks? <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, out in Dallas, you know, it's a very hot market because of the job growth, the population growth, et cetera. And um, we got, the deal by knowing our brokers and by having a good relationship with them, them knowing what we were looking for mm -hmm. and us being able to come to the right number, but also having that, again, that relationship that they know that we can number one, close. So that was the experience of my partner also, our group that we were in, uh, they know that we had the power behind us and the power in numbers to be able to close, but also that the broker liked and trusted us as well and knew that we could take down that 94 unit, no problem. So when you're, um, yeah, absolutely. You said that you're managing some of these properties yourself. Is that from the actual property management perspective or just keeping track of the numbers? What's involved in that? Well, I tip it, I manage the property manager. And <laughs> so that's, that's what we mean when we say we are the asset managers. And so that looks like we have the property manager people in there. So we have our leasing agent, the manager, the, the uh, maintenance crew, that's all under the roof of property manager. We talk to the company each week. 
and we begin our business plan. So for example, a business plan for a multifamily typically involves upgrading the interior units so that they're more up-to-date, more beautiful, of course, something that somebody's really going to want to live in today. Uh, it also might mean better landscaping. It might mean uh, the exterior paint to beautify the outside or relaying the parking lot. So all of those projects need to be managed from afar. So luckily, again, as a syndicator, I am able to manage the property manager, make sure that they are within budget, within the time frame that we have. And because we get a loan for these properties, we have to manage the lender and getting the money to be able to create these projects to the finish. So that is what I mean by five out of the nine, I asset manage. So when you're looking at, so you purchase a property and you say, okay, it's we're buying it for X amount and there are 94 units. And at the moment, um, did you evaluate that the rents were a little bit below what they could be? Yes. So you instantly knew that it was possible to add value to the building because as soon as you start increasing those rents, all of a sudden the value of the building increases yes. so right out of the gate. So you're, you're adding value for the investors plus long-term adding value to the building. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And that is a big difference between also single family and multifamily. When you're able to increase those rents, the multifamily is evaluated as a business, right. not as a housing comp. So a lot of us, when we think about the single family homes, you know, how do they compare to the comps? What price am I going to get? That is not true with multifamily. If I have excellent occupancy and I have excellent rents and people want to live in my community, it's evaluated like a business. What kind of income is my business bringing? And that is the goal. It's also, of course, the goal to have happy people, happy community as yeah. well. Absolutely. Yeah, that's an excellent clarification. And they do go hand in hand, right? The, they do. The, the nicer the building is, the more the amenities, the, you know, the nicer it is as they're walking in home, you know, and they see the beautiful landscaping it absolutely makes for happier people and easier for you to rent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Have you had anything that was a little scary? Anything that when you first start out, you know, something happened that you hadn't anticipated or was there anything that you think, oh gosh, I wouldn't do that again or I'd do that differently? <laughs> Absolutely. And so most recently, the unfortunate event of a fire. Oh, Fires are never fun. Um, but uh, I know that most every multifamily person is going to experience that in one point or time in their uh in their world of multifamily. So um, it, this was most recently, uh, it was a small unit, uh, meaning that there were six units within this building. Mm -hmm. And so the person, it was very, very cold here in Dallas, very cold. It got down to 11 degrees. So this person, of course, built a fire in the fireplace, yeah. right? Just like any, any of us would do. Well, went in, fell asleep, and uh, lo and behold, woke up to a fire, unfortunately, in the unit. Now, thank goodness, nobody was hurt. Oh, goodness. Um, but what we later found afterwards was that uh, 
there that in every chimney there's the flue going up between you know the building and uh, the insides. Well, just on the outside of the flue, what we're guessing is there was lots of uh, material from a nest or you know either a rodent or a bird or something that had gotten in there that potentially, most likely caught fire. So there was nothing the tenant could do. There was nothing that we could have done because right. you don't typically x-ray the building to see if there's any goodies in there. <laughs> so um, that was that was really crummy. And um, however, the silver lining is that we had plenty of fire insurance. We also had insurance that covers the missing rents. So otherwise all those six units, yeah. even though nobody's living in them, our insurance is covering it as if there were people still paying rent. And that's very important for syndicators to know is to have that loss of rent coverage in addition to your insurance. So we'd have that. And Again, the silver lining is that we're going to get six new beautiful units with all the upgrades that we wanted uh, for the price of our insurance. So um, although it's not fun and it's going to take several months, we're going to get six beautiful new units. And again, thank God nobody was hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Rebecca, who is sort of an ideal person to be an investor in a syndication? Do you have a sort of a you know, I don't want to know if I want to use the word avatar, but like a, a typical type of person who do, does particularly well as a syndication uh, limited partner. Oh, well, luckily that it's, it's just about everybody who wants to be able to, again, uh, potentially get 80 to hundred percent turn on their investment within three to five years. Oh my goodness. And so we have uh, plenty of business owners, of course, plenty of doctors and dentists, uh, we have plenty of people who are even uh, military, as well as, um, gosh, just about anybody who has uh, the desire to increase their uh, retirement. And that was my question is, do you feel like this is a safe enough investment for somebody who's using retirement funds, even like a self-directed IRA or something like that? Is this applicable? Is it possible for someone to use a self-directed IRA for this sort of investment? It is. Um, let me answer your first question is that, is it a safe investment? Real estate is typically the most safe investment that you can have because no, uh, luckily no one's going to take it away as long as you make that payment. It's a building. You can touch it, feel it. People need homes and people are always going to need a place to live. So again, real estate is very, very safe. Even with the incident, like I said, of a fire, if, if you have to hold that building for one year longer, because you have to do these renovations, you're still getting new units, you're still getting rent, and the, the property is appreciating. So is it safe? I do believe it's a very safe investment, yes. The second question of can somebody put their money in as a uh, self-directed IRA? The answer is yes, but with multifamily, it has a loan on the property. And so that opens you up to what we call UBIT or um, unintended business income. 
and you could be taxed at a much higher rate. So yeah, you're saying, but my IRA really? Yes, the income for which your IRA would make. So I would say it's better to move that money to a self-directed 401k or solo 401k before investing into real estate that has a loan on it. Mm-hmm. So um, people do it, but just being aware, you know, that you could be taxed higher if you do it in that way. So I understand that you have a resource on the website for retirement planning, people who are trying to work on their retirement planning. Yes, I do. Uh, I have a, a e-brochure that I have created that talks about hedging against inflation and be getting to your dream retirement. Which is what we all want, our dream Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Rebecca, do you have like one sort of piece of advice or a couple little snippets or something of someone who is thinking that they might actually want to either invest in a, in a syndication or, you know, maybe even learn more about it to do their own, to create their own? Yes. Um, first of all, educate yourself. You can go to our website at starboard.com, starboardequity.com, I should say. And I have lots of blogs for education. There are many resources, of course, on the internet, but there are also many investment type groups or academies that you can join uh, to learn syndication. And so if you want to get into it yourself, I would I would definitely say that way. Other other than that, if you want to invest, yes, somebody like me is someone who you should talk to. Excellent. And how would someone go about contacting you, Rebecca? (laughs) Again, yes, at www.starboardequity.com. That's starboard, like the starboard side of a ship. (laughs) Excellent. And that those resources will, of course, be in the show notes. Um, Rebecca, our time is like flying by. There's a million more questions I could ask you and lots of conversations I'd love to have with you. But is there any one thing that you wish I would have asked you or that you want to make sure that you share with the listeners? Yes, that syndication is a great way to go when you don't want to deal with termites, tenants, or toilets. You don't want to be called (laughs) at three o'clock in the morning for a broken water heater. So yes, you know, we started with single family. However, going to multifamily, it's not a one and done. So if that person moves out of your single family and you don't have rent for two months, it's it's losing your profit. Whereas in a syndication, if you invest in those, you have maybe a hundred people that are all going to be there and you're going to get great profits. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Excellent point. And I feel like right now it's a difficult time to get involved in single family investing uh, just because interest rates, inventory, I don't know if the whole country is like the Northeast, but we're really um, very short of inventory here. And I think you you as well, right? In, in the Texas, especially Dallas area, very, very tight market, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's booming. So people are snatching up the houses. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But Excellent. maybe not so much for in, for uh, investing. Yeah, yeah, not necessarily a great investment unless maybe you have cash, but if you have that much cash, invest in something larger, right? <laughs> have the interest rates say. impacted you? Uh, are you still looking to acquire new properties and things? Yes, uh, interest rates have impacted us that we need to be able to look for a building that will be able to overcome that high rate 
and still produce profits. So it is a bit slower. However, uh, we're able to assume loans uh, in multifamily, and that is something that I have definitely been looking at as yeah. a possibility Excellent. to go. Excellent. What's your next step? What are you looking forward to doing next? Oh, well, we have been working a lot on C-class products. That's uh, something that's usually 1970 or older. And we're just moving just to a little bit better properties. They're still value add, but they have a nicer look already. They'd be a lot less work, let's say, um, a lot less expenses for mm -hmm. us as a syndication and as a, an investment group. So looking at a little bit newer will help us to get, again, great returns, but have an easier product that doesn't have any surprises or as few as possible. Excellent. Rebecca, thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge today. I know we didn't get the whole two and a half years worth of worth of value, but, but I feel like you've done a fantastic job sharing what you've learned and, and getting everyone excited, hopefully about learning more about syndication. I hope so. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, listener, for listening. Why don't you think about who you can share Rebecca's words with, who can benefit somebody who's ready to do something that's maybe a little bit unusual, maybe a little bit something that maybe nobody in their family's ever done. And really to start that legacy of wealth, get over the legacy of fear and step into the legacy of wealth. If the fund stays invested in this property, potentially you could leave this asset to you know, generations down the road, right? Yes, that, that is true. There, there are syndications that do long, long holds. That would be wealth preservation. The shorter holds are wealth generation in that if we roll it over, meaning buying one, selling it in five years, and then buy another one and buy another one, that's generating the wealth. So there are two, you know, two ways you can go. Generation and involve wealth, which is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Generation or preservation. You bet. Excellent. Thanks, Rebecca. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Women Creating Wealth. For more info, be sure to check out womencreatingwealth.net. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and consider sharing the wealth with someone else who might enjoy it. See you next week.